Welcome to Celebration Church Online. We are so glad that you joined us. We want you to share this broadcast with as many people as you can. We believe that it will bless and encourage us all in this season. Well, good morning and uh, well, good afternoon in some places of the world or good evening. Thank you for joining us today and uh, over the past six weeks or so, Pastor Tom has been taking us through a doctrinal position of how we're to live as believers. In light of the gospel and the doctrine that's sometimes preached on once saved, always saved. Last week we started the series in line with one of the things Pastor Tom prophesied this year that this year would be a year of release. It doesn't look like a year of release with everything that's going on with lockdown and, and everything like that. But God's word does not return to him void. So Pastor Milton ministered powerfully last week on the poise of release you know he took us through the story of the children of israel and we're going to be focusing on that but one of the things he mentioned was that when god said let my people go when he released the word to let his people go to pharaoh the condition actually conditions actually became worse they were contrary to what the word was in fact they began making bricks out of straw and their supplies were withheld but that did not change the fact that God had ordained and spoken that his people would be released but you see after they were released from bondage towards the promised land that he had promised we see that there's a certain posture that they were supposed to take to inherit his promises an entire generation, as he mentioned last week, failed to take up this posture. And they died in the wilderness. They failed to be released fully into what God had promised. See, God's pattern of release is not only primarily a release from, but more importantly, importantly a release to. God is bringing us and bringing you and I out of one state and bring us into another state he releases us from one state of living into his desired will of a permanent state of living in fact God's goal in dealing with mankind is based along this principle it's release from to be released to Jesus in outlining his mandate and his mission in Luke 4 quoted Isaiah 61 and here's what Isaiah 61 said. He says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, because the Lord has appointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to the captives, release of darkness for the prisoner, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, the day of vengeance for the Lord, to comfort all those who mourn, to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow to them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, an oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. There will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, the display of His splendor. God anointed Jesus to release us from the poverty of spirit and soul, to release us to the good news of His word, from the brokenness to comfort, from captivity to freedom. From prison to liberty, from ashes to beauty, from mourning to the oil of joy, from the spirit of despair to be clothed in a garment of praise, 
Jesus is anointed to release God's people into everything God created them to be. So it's not only important, as Pastor Milton mentioned last week, that we poise ourselves for release, but also that we posture to be released into the promises that God wants us to inherit. You see, the scriptures say this, after the children of Israel who had been poised for release were released from Egypt, this is what God said to Moses in Exodus 19 verses 3 to 6. He says, then Moses climbed the mountain to appear before God. The Lord called him from the mountain and said to him, give these instructions to the family of Jacob, announce it to the descendants of Israel. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians. You know how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. If you are with someone, if you are with family, say, you brought them to himself. Now if you obey me and keep my covenant, you will be uh, my own special treasure among all the peoples of the earth. For all the earth belongs to me, and you will be my kingdom of priests, my holy nation. This is the message you must give the people of Israel. You see, just like the children of Israel, when God was delivering them from bondage, He was also delivering them and releasing them to something. He was delivering them, just like He's doing for you and I, He's releasing us from bondage to release us to Himself. To release us to Him. We are His people. The Bible shows us the complete pattern of release. And this posture, and the posture that you and I need to take, to inherit his promises and come into the fullness of what he has ordained to release to us in this season. I'm going to cover three quick points in terms of that posture. So if you've got your pen and notebooks ready, go ahead and write this down. The first point, to inherit God's promises and be released fully into what he's created us for, we must have a posture of worship. Exodus 8 verse 1 says this, Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, this is what the Lord says, let my people go so that they may worship me. God's desire is to release his people to worship him, to seek him, to seek his kingdom. God's goal in release not only, is, is not only to release us from elements that enslave us, which is elements of this world, but to release us to elements of his kingdom which liberate us you see the bible so the bible says that where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty that is release our goal is to become like him to exhibit the attributes of the kingdom we become what we behold we become more and more like what we worship or we devote ourselves to so when we worship god we infuse ourselves with him we become one with him we take on his attributes you know david one of the best known worshipers in the bible the bible refers to him as a man after god's own heart you see god wants to make us holy as he is holy jesus gave us a pattern to follow when he walked the earth he lived above circumstances he was released from circumstances to fully pursue the will of his father to fully pursue God's purposes he sought release from circumstances and things that may hinder him so that he may uh, give himself 
to complete his father's will. In fact, he said this, My food is to do my father's will and to glorify the one who sent me. Our ultimate act of worship is to fulfill what he has called us to do. Like the graphic you saw today in the background, it's for us to hit the target. We're like an arrow that is short. The poise for release is the arrow getting ready to be shot. But the release, once that arrow goes, its objective is one thing, to hit the bullseye, to hit the target. When God releases us from something, when He releases us from captivity, when He releases us from bondage, when He releases us from the, from the, from the elements of this world, His whole goal and objective is that we hit the target. We begin to manifest His kingdom here on earth. You begin to, we begin to fulfill that he, what, he, what He has called us to and glorify Him in heavens. You see, Jesus said this in John, John 17 verses 45. He says, I brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. Paul puts it this way in Romans 12 verses 1 to 3. He says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. See, we present ourselves as a living sacrifice. We lose our lives in this world. We no longer conform to the ways of this world. We no longer conform to the thought patterns of this world because God has released us from that bondage. And He's released us into His marvelous will, into His marvelous purposes through living a posture of glorifying Him, a posture of a renewed mind, a posture of a mind that is geared towards Godness, a posture that worships and serves Him. When we do that, when we focus on this posture, we hit the target. Jesus came to show us how we are to live. The Bible says that he was tempted in every way. And just like you and I were tempted, but still was without sin. He said this, Man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that comes out of the mouth of God. When we live by circumstances, will be driven by circumstances. But more importantly, and more disappointingly, we'll be enslaved by circumstances. You see, if we seek only to be released from circumstances to other or better circumstances, without ultimately being released to God Himself, being released to worship Him, being released to serve Him, we miss the mark. We miss the whole goal of why God would release us from that which hinders us. You see, when the children of Israel uh, will be like the children of Israel, who, after being released from Egypt, an entire generation failed to enter the promised land. They failed to make it. They were driven by circumstances. When the circumstances were good, they forgot God. When the circumstances were bad, they came back crying to God. You see, we may end up being like them who were in captivity in the place of promise. But when God is at the center of our worship, 
we learn we learn to be thankful in and through all things we learn to keep our eyes on him we learn to make him the center we learn to draw on his strength even when we are weak the children of israel were released from bondage and desired to be released to better circumstances only so circumstances determined their decisions they got to the promised land saw the giants and wanted to return back into bondage in Egypt that's what circumstances will do no <laughs> have you and i make crazy decisions do crazy things imagine being delivered as mightily as they were by god they saw the red sea part they saw their enemies drown they saw uh, uh, water coming out of a rock they saw manna coming down from heaven and at this crucial point where they were now supposed to step in and inherit their promise they said to god it would be better that we were back in egypt it would be better that we were back in bondage it would be better that you would have not released us because poise was not enough poise is what god uses to aim but god wanted a posture us to posture ourselves to worship him you see if the posture was that which god desired that i'm letting my people go that they worship me you'd have released them into their promised land to serve him they would have realized that they were not their own but that god owned them and if god owned them god would be with them in and through every circumstance you see they were released from bondage to serve him and to worship him when we realize that and posture ourselves as released to worship and serve him his worship determines our decisions not circumstances his word becomes our primary instruction on how we to operate his word becomes our food as jesus said and his will our appetite caleb the bible says had a different spirit he said to the giants these circumstances these giants we face are bread to us my food is to do the will of god they will bow down to us because god is not with them they are not god's people we are god's people we are created to worship him why because we are released from bondage to be released to him to worship him pastor boni emphasizes this in isaiah 43 verse 21 a favorite scripture that the people i formed for myself shall declare my praise and then she also quotes and says your response determines your destiny our response to him our response in worshiping him our response to serve him will help us inherit all his promises the second posture we're supposed to take is the posture of faith you see if god says it that seals it we don't worry about what the circumstances look like if god said it that seals it we can only reproduce after what is in our spirit a lemon tree can never produce apples no matter how much prayer you put into it no matter how much uh, binding and loosing you put into it lemon trees produce lemons because in its root system a lemon tree has lemons in the same way with us in our root system whatever is within our root system is what we will produce If God is absent our spirit cannot produce godliness or pleasing. 
In releasing us from bondage, God wants to change the root system. The way we think, the way we believe. The Bible says that as a man thinketh, so is he. He wants, to have, he wants us to have faith in Him. Without faith, the Bible says it is impossible to please Him. Most of us focus on release only. But God's end game is focused on the target. It's focused on us getting to Him. It's focused on us completing the work that He sent us for. Fulfilling, our pro- fulfilling His purposes. Bringing Him glory. We're released like an arrow with the potential and capability to go the distance and hit the target. This is where the children of Israel failed. They were poised for release and were released from bondage. But in transition, they failed to take up the posture of faith. They failed to grow in character. They failed to last the distance. They failed to hit the target, ultimately failing to inherit the promise. You see, this posture of faith is what would have helped them see themselves the way God saw them. Is what would have helped them see what God was seeing. They failed to enter into His promises and died in transition, died in the wilderness. God wants to release you and I from anything that hinders us to all that He has for us, to all that He has promised. A posture of faith, a posture of faith gets us through wilderness and keeps us focused on the target and keeps us in His promises. Hebrews 4, verse 2 says this. It says, the word that God released. The word of promise that I would release you did not profit them because it was not mixed with their faith. It's the same thing. The word that Pastor Tom has released, the word that God has released through our man of God will not profit you and I unless if it's mixed with our faith. The release is there. But we will mix it with our faith for God's purposes are accomplished in and through us. You see, the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. This is the posture of continued living. The children of Israel were released physically from Egypt. But what didn't change is their mental and spiritual captivity. They were still captives in their spirit, in their minds, and that's what they became. There were free men with a posture of captivity. God wants to free us spirit, soul, and body. Caleb, the Bible says, had a different kind of spirit. Numbers 14 verse 24 says this, But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to, and his descendants will inherit it. Caleb's posture was different. He lived by faith. What God said determined his speech, decisions, and actions. He was led of the Spirit. Not circumstances, conditions of the flesh, or circumstance, or anything around him. The Bible says this in Romans 8 verse 14. He says, for those who are led by the Spirit are the true children of God. We only reproduce what's in our spirit. And that's why it's important to feed our spirit. With the word of God. So that the root system may change. So that the fruit we bear may be aligned with kingdom attributes. That we may hit the target that God has for us. You see our concern is not how is this going to happen. How are the giants going to be defeated. How is the circumstance you are facing today. How are you going to overcome that. No. Your concern is I have a posture of worship. 
this thing that is before me will be bread. I have a posture of faith. I am owned by God. God in me, whenever I'm weak, His strength is made perfect. When a thousand come at me in one way, they'll flee in another. When the enemy comes at me as a flood, God raises a standard. He that's in me is greater than he that's in the world. That posture of faith is what gets us through. So our, our concern must never be how you're going to overcome the circumstances you face, the giants you face, the, whatever the situation is. My posture and you and I's posture must be to stand. To posture ourselves in the promise of God and see the deliverance of the Lord. Our concern is a posture of faith. Like Caleb, these circumstances will be bred to me. These things I face will be bred to me. It is because God has spoken the word of release in this season and is faithful to watch over what he has spoken. The Bible is full of impossible situations which encourage us today. Just like the one where we talk about the children of Israel being released from Pharaoh. It was an impossible situation. In fact, the conditions got worse, but God still released them. David, just after he was anointed king, you and I know what happened to his story. He then became a fugitive on his way to the throne. Joseph, God gives him a dream. Says, hey, you'll be released into leadership. But his pathway went through the crisis of being a slave, a prisoner, before he was released to the palace. In the word of the year, Pastor Tom says this. He says, believe and begin to exercise faith for release of unfulfilled prophetic words, past prophecies and words to be reviewed and declared. Second Chronicles verses 20 to 20 says this. Believe God and you will be established. Believe his prophets and you will succeed. Our lives and our response to situations is determined not by the circumstances, but what God said. God said it, that settles it, so shall it be. And that is our posture. And we'll hit the target. Third thing is a posture of forgiveness. You see, to be released, we must ourselves release. The Bible says this, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Forgiveness is made in heaven. Forgiveness is heaven's will. Your release into what God wants you to do, what God has for you, and your rightful position comes when we release the elements of this world and God releases us from them so He can release us into the elements of His kingdom, into the elements of heaven. Unforgiveness does not exist in heaven. The Lord Jesus is also our pattern for leaving and entering. He left heaven to enter earth to release you and I from the bondage of sin, from the bondage of slavery, from the bondage of pain, from the bondage of sickness, from the bondage of poverty, from the bondage of mourning, from the more bondage of grief, from the bondage of broken heartedness. And when he entered earth, before he transitioned out of earth to going to glory in heaven with his father, he released his Holy Spirit. That he might dwell amongst us, that he might empower us to overcome and situations we face. 
but more importantly to make disciples. Listen to what he says in John 20 verse 21. Jesus says to his disciples, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whomsoever sins you remit, that is forgiven, they are remitted. Whomsoever sins you retain, that is do not forgive, they are retained. Unforgiveness is not of the Spirit of God. It is of a different spirit. We cannot be led of the Spirit when we harbor unforgiveness. Unforgiveness will cause sins to be retained to yourself. This is true for both for sins you commit or sins that are committed against you. Hating someone and holding on to hurts and holding on to their sins will bond their sins to your life. If you forgive their sins, forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of anyone, they retain, the scripture says. If we forgive, we release. But if we don't forgive, we retain. Some need to release some past hurts. Some need to release some people. Some find themselves in painful situations where relationships keep cycling. The same thing happens. That's because the condition you left the last relationship is the same condition you've entered this next relationship. If there was unforgiveness, bitterness harbored in you when you left the last one, you entered with bitterness, unforgiveness into the next one. God wants that cycle of pain. He wants to release you from that cycle of pain. But you've got to do it here on earth as it is willed in heaven. You've got to release and forgive those that have sinned against you. You see, forgiveness is an intentional posture that predetermines to live in forgiveness towards all men and in obedience to God, not emotions or feelings or whatever we sense in the flesh. When asked by Peter, How many times you should forgive your brother? Jesus responded this way. Peter says, maybe seven times. Jesus says, no, 70 times, seven times, as much as you should. Then Jesus goes on to tell the parable of the unforgiving servant. The unforgiving servant had been forgiven much. He owed his master a big debt. And his his, his master was generous. His master forgave him of his debt. But he had a servant. And his, his servant owed him little compared to what he owed the master had forgiven him. And this servant was wicked. I mean, he tortured him. He said, hey, pay me back every cent. When the news got back to the master of what this man had done, it shocked him. Most of us find ourselves in that scenario. We seem to forget of the price God paid to forgive us of our sin. That he gave his only begotten son as an atonement for our sin. As an atonement for our debts. To pay the full price to have you, you and I reconciled to him. We seem to forget that and we hold on and not forgive people here on earth. Jesus responded this way at the end of the parable. He says when he Hold on to unforgiveness here on earth. We disconnect ourselves from heaven. At the end of the parable, Jesus said this. He says, in anger, 
The master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured. That is the servant who wouldn't forgive. Until he should pay back everything that was owed. This is how my heavenly father would treat each of you. Unless you forgive your brothers and sisters in your heart. What, what's that, what does that mean? It just means the servant was released by his master from his debt. But because he wouldn't release his brother, his condition became worse than it was before. His debt came back upon him. He found himself jailed. He was tortured until he paid back every cent. That's what we do sometimes. We go back into bondage. We go back into what enslaves us by not releasing and forgiving those that we live with on a day-to-day basis. You see, forgiveness always releases everyone and everyone and everything that they've done upon us. To forgive, we must be like God. We must take on His Spirit. It's not a fleshly thing. We cannot do it out of our own flesh, but it's driven by the Holy Spirit. While Christ was on the cross, suffering from the elements of what we had done to Him, even nailing Him to the cross, He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. By forgiveness, Jesus opened the door to relationship with Him and the Father. The same principle is true for you and I. Forgiveness opens, unforgiveness closes. Jesus modeled this living by the Spirit. We cannot claim to walk in the Spirit and its liberty and harbor unforgiveness. This is not a product of heaven. Unforgiveness bonds the Spirit of God liberates. The Bible says in Acts 10 verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how He went about doing good and liberating or healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. You see, forgiveness precedes deliverance. It releases us to be positioned with God. We are not released from bondage, sickness, sin, poverty, and death if we have unforgiveness. It only comes through the door of forgiveness. Jesus, or Paul, illustrates this in the book of Hebrews. He says that we do not have a high priest that cannot relate with things we suffer. Because in the same way that uh, we are tempted in every way, he is tempted and yet was without sin. But he says now because of this we can boldly come before the God's throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. We approach the throne of grace to receive mercy and help us liberate us from that which enslaves us. But here's my question. How do you and I approach the throne of grace expecting a harvest of grace for ourselves when we have not given it? God wants us to forgive. He says this in Ephesians 4, verse 31 to 32. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Now today, there may be some people watching this that have never experienced the love and the forgiveness of God. There may be some of you out there that feel trapped and enslaved by the elements of this world and you're saying, man, could they ever be released for me? I want you to know, God's already paid the price for your release. He sent His only Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for you. 
that the debt may be fully paid, just like that master to release that servant. So, if you're listening to this broadcast and you're not born again, you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, to the one who liberates you, today's your day. Today's your day to give your life to Him. We have some numbers coming up on the screen. On the other end of those numbers are counselors, people that will speak to you. People that will help you. People that will tell you the next steps you need to take on this journey of release. I encourage you to call them. Or send them a message. Say call back. They'll call back. But all it is is for you to believe in your heart that Jesus died for your sins to liberate you. To release you into what God's called you to. And to confess with your mouth that He is your Lord and Savior. Bible says you're born again, you're saved from bondage. So call that number now. I also want to pray for all of us here that find ourselves released from, but we've never had a picture of what God's releasing us to, releasing us to His worship and serving Him. Releasing us to his promises that we inherit through a posture of faith in him. Releasing us to live free from the things that so easily beset us. Live in a posture of forgiveness as he forgave us. Take on his attributes. Today we want to pray. But I also want to encourage you. At the bottom of your screen are contact details. The Bible says that whenever we pray in agreement, where two or three gather and agree, Jesus is there. Wherever we pray in agreement, whatever we ask for, He gives us according to His will. I want to encourage you, if you're not in a cell family, get into one. Get into a community of believers who you can pray with, who you can agree with. To see the promises of God come to fruition. People who can encourage you and people you can encourage too. Call those numbers and say, I'm not in a cell. No, get you in a cell. But right now we want to pray. I just want to pray over you, over your posture of worship. I want to declare that our eyes are open to see God's purposes and be released to fulfill them. That you and I live a life of devotion, devotion unto Him. Father, I pray for every man, woman, child under the sound of my voice that father they may live a life worthy of the calling that you call them you call them out of darkness into your marvelous light father we declare right now that they may walk in that light as you are in the light father I want to pray for those who are failing in their faith that are hard pressed Jesus you declare to Peter Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you. Pray that your faith fail not. And when you return, you'll strengthen your brothers. Lord, I want to declare that even though circumstances and the devil has tried your children, especially in this year, that Father, in this season, you've prayed for them that their faith fail not. And when they return, there is a return, there is a release 
into everything God's promised for you, they will strengthen their brothers. We pray for strength and power to overcome circumstances. We pray that you may be led of the Spirit to see what God sees. We pray that by endurance you may gain your life. That you may have a posture of endurance. Girding yourself up in your faith. That you may hit the mark. Father, we pray finally for the posture of forgiveness. Philippians 2 verse 13 declares this. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to His will and purposes. Father, I declare that you work within your people. You've given them your Holy Spirit to walk in forgiveness, to will and to do according to your will and purposes. So Father, what seems impossible in man, what seems impossible in the flesh is possible. Father, your children desire release in this season. I pray and prophesy over anyone that's experienced pain at the hands of man that today God may give you liberty. That today you may choose to release so God can release you into everything you are called to be. Forgive. Do it. Romans 12 verse 18 says this. If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Those three points are going to go up on the screen right now. As we close out our service, I want to encourage you, whoever you're with, whether you're with your family, get together, discuss these points, pray for one another, go through them. Reflect on your own posture. What's your posture of worship like? What's your posture of faith like? What's your posture of forgiveness like? If you're alone, now would be a good time to call your cell members and say, hey, agree with me. Or call a brother and say, agree with me. This is what I've learned. This is what I want to be released to. Now, Father, I thank you for this time that you've given us. Father, I speak blessing upon your children. This is a season of release. You're releasing them into everything. You have purpose for them. You release them from bondage and releasing them into your purposes. Father, may you watch over your word to perform it in this season. We declare in Jesus' name. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May you cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance towards you. May the Lord give you peace. God bless you. Thank you for joining us online. We hope and trust that you've been blessed by this service. Stay connected with us through our social media platforms, Facebook and WhatsApp. As we go, stay safe, stay blessed, stay connected.